but truly that's where the hope of the believer is today. Lord, our hope is not in the world around us. Our hope is not in, Lord, politics and things that goes on in this world. Things may get better. Things may improve. That's, that's not where our hope is, Lord. Our hope is in you, Lord. Our hope is in your return, Father, to come back take us out of this old evil, sinful place. Lord, if we could leave this place behind, Lord, to go into the eternal realms with you, Lord, that's what we're groaning and longing for, Father. That is the hope of the believer. Lord, we ask, Father, you just help us tonight, Lord, to just follow your unction, Lord, your leadership. Lord, just help us. You know the battles we've been in, the things, Lord, the devil's tried to do, but Lord, we know that you're more than able to face any situation. You're the conqueror of conquerors, the God of God, and the Lord of lords. Lord, there's nothing too hard for you, Father. We commit this time into your hands, Lord, and bless each and every heart, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to Psalm 68 and verse 1. I um, went to bed last night praying for Brother Ron. Just, just was really on my heart. Just all evening, pretty much thinking about him and and looking for God to move on his behalf and his situation. You know, I went to I fell asleep praying for him, and early this morning I was dreaming about him, and uh, don't really remember anything particular about the dream. But uh, these words woke me up as if someone spoke to me. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Amen. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melted before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. Sing unto God, sing praises to His name. Extol unto Him that rideth upon the heavens by His name Jah, or Jehovah, and rejoice before Him. Amen. We let you be seated. But these, uh, these words would ring out in my ears as if somebody was in the room speaking them to me and it would wake me up. Let God arise and His enemies be scattered. To arise is to become powerful in that moment or in that situation. To come on the scene. Scattered means to break or to shatter, to dash to pieces. And that's what we need today is our God to come on the scene and on our behalf and to become powerful on our behalf. To arise, amen, to scatter the enemies. And we know that there is no enemy that can stand before him. 
as the scripture would say, is as the smoke. The enemy would stand before him as smoke driven away by the wind, or as wax would melt before fire. So there's nothing that can stand before God. There's no sickness, there's no sin, there's no enemy of any kind, there's no demon of any kind, there's no Satan himself cannot stand before the I am. Amen. And so we see that he, he's, he is to come and to become powerful on our behalf in the hour that we're living in. That's what it means for God to arise. We, we can go through the scriptures and we can see God arising in the past. We can see God moving in the past. We can see uh, all the testimonies and things that we can bring up and some that we will. But amen, we don't really need just a God of the past. Amen. We don't need a God who healed cancer even four or five years ago. We need a God who heals cancer today. And I'm here to say He's still that same kind of God. It doesn't matter what critics may say. It doesn't matter what doctor's reports may say. It doesn't matter what anybody else has to say. God is still God. Amen. When God moves, He moves. Amen. Amen. And so we're looking for Him to arise. We're looking for Him to show Himself powerful in the day that we are living in. You know, it was in Jairus' house where the doctors had come to their last moments and they had tried all that they could do and they failed. They, They had given over the little girl amen to death and and death had come and taken her and had taken his bitter toll and taken the only child of that home away from that family and there she laid stretched out on the couch on the on the couch dead and her broken-hearted daddy a little preacher you know and he had to be he was forsaken by all of his friends and and forsaken by by all of his church but he remembered there was a god of history he remembered that there was a God who had raised the dead before. He, he had read the scripture where God had went to the Shunammite woman's house. And God had raised that little boy who had died. So he said, if I could find that God, and he's still the same God, the same God that raised that boy will raise my girl. Amen. Amen. And we know the scripture says, seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And, it shall be, and, and ask and it shall be given to you. So if you want a God like that, start seeking a God like that that. If you want a God like that, start knocking on the doors for a God like that. If you want a God to come on your on the behalf of your family or your situation, ask and you'll find a God like that. He's still the same God. Amen. He said when this God dwelling in a body called Jesus, the Son of God, when he was called on the scene, therefore Jairus called up out of history. A God who could raise the dead in the Old Testament was now standing in flesh in the new. Amen. And he Amen. And, and, and this dead baby through a prophet that, that God could come and raise him up to life again. And that baby laying on the bed stretched out in little Jairus' house. Him knowing that the Shunammite woman got her baby back. He said that God of history, if he could ever be called into action, he's the same God today. And searching through the land, he heard of a man who, who had, they had claimed to have the power. And this was Jesus called of Nazareth, whom they all hated. But he had called him on the scene, for he was the closest representative he could find of a living God. And when he was called on the scene, a historical God was called up. And when he was called up to the present, he acted the same way he did in the past. 
When he spoke to Elijah over a dead baby, he said, let me say this today. My brother or sister, in this present day when crisis is on at hand, when cancer is eating the world up, when diseases of all kinds, if that same historical God who cleansed the leper, that same God who healed the sick, that same God who raised the dead is the same God today. He's waiting anxiously for his people to call him on the scene of action. I believe this morning it woke me up to say, amen, I believe God is wanting his people to start calling on him. We have a need. We have needs in the body. We have sicknesses around us. We have one of our generals that's been struck down by this cancer. Amen. It's time that we open our mouth and say, let the God of history come forth to the present. Let the same one that healed Atlanta Bus go to Virginia, Grottoes, Virginia, and heal that man. Let the same God come on the scene. Hallelujah. He's waiting anxiously for his people to call him on the scene. Amen. But there's got to be something in your heart that'll stir you to say, I got to find that one who healed cancer before. I got to find that one who saved a lost one before. I got to find that one who healed this or healed that, who delivered this one. I got to find that same Jesus for my need. Amen. And you'll find when you find him, you'll find a God who's ready to go to battle for you. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. When God fights for his people, the enemy is as helpless before them as smoke is before wind. Come on now. Amen. When God stands up, when God arises for his people, the enemy, no matter what name it is, is as helpless as smoke is before wind. Smoke cannot stand before wind. Or as helpless as the wax is before fire. Nothing can stop him as he rises to do battle. Nothing can stand before him when he decides it's time to rise up. Oh, hallelujah. I believe we're at the moment of the greatest rising of God out of history. Listen, I'm looking for the God who has the power of resurrection. Amen. I believe there's a people that's calling for that power. Say, I want that power in my life. The Bible says when you see him begin to move, he said rejoice because he's here to prove his word as he did in other days. Hallelujah. We can read in Mark chapter 4 and verse 35, as these thoughts begin to go through my mind early in the morning, I thought about this, this particular uh, occasion that happened in Scripture. So the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. Now, notice he left a lot of uh, 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 details out in that statement. But God is not always concerned in all the details. Because in the details is the enemy, and the details is the trials, and the details is the situations you're going to face. He's just saying, let's go on over to the other side. In other words, no matter what you're going to face, I've got the answer for it. Amen. Listen, Jesus knew the winds and waves were coming. Amen. He knew because he knew who was on the other side. There was a little maniac over there, amen, that was calling out for help. 
And that call, amen, from that man who was called in that place. Amen, Brother Branham said every once in a while who would come to himself, he would say, Lord, have mercy on me. And that call would go across the sea and reach a God that was now not just a God of history, but a God of the present. And that call would cause him to leave and to go to the other side. Now, he wasn't worried about the winds and the waves and the things that were going to go on in in between. He just knew I had a place. I have a place to be, and I'm going to be there. Come on, somebody. I have a place to be, and I'm going to be there. I have a marriage supper of the Lamb to go to, and I'm going to be there. It doesn't matter about the winds and the waves and the things that's going on around us. What matters? He's with us. This scripture actually let God arise and his enemies be scattered would actually be what Moses would even speak there when the, when the ark would begin to move, when the cloud would begin to move and, the, and, and when that cloud began to move, they knew it was time to go. And they, and they knew that it was, you couldn't wait, Ma, I'll just go the next day. You wait till the next day to pack up, you'll be left. Amen. They knew when that, th- that cloud began to move, they began to put everything together. The tent was folded up. Things began. When you saw that happening, you started putting your tent up, started packing your mules. You started putting it all together because you saw that cloud moving. And when that ark was put on those priests, amen, on the priest's uh, shoulders, Moses would scream out, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Oh, hallelujah. Amen, that's exactly what takes place. Amen, when the priest puts the word on his shoulders and he goes out to preach the word of God. Amen, there's a voice crying out, let God arise and an enemy be scattered. That's why when the word goes forth, cancer can fall off. Sugar diabetes can fall off. Sin can fall off. Because why? The word is being packed on the shoulder of the priest. And when you saw the word move, you moved. That's where people's getting their problems today. They're not moving with the word. They're wanting to camp out on their own ideas and their own thoughts and their own things. And they find themselves sometimes in a real predicament. Could you imagine? You thought, well, you know, today I don't feel like packing up my tent. You're out in the desert there, and you saw the priests. You saw the clouds start moving. Priests starts running around. They start grabbing their stuff, start putting it together, packing the tin up, putting it in its place, everything in its order. And all of a sudden, the ark's on the shoulder of the Levites, and it's going out to following this cloud. You know, ah, not today. No, I'm going to stay here. And all of a sudden, you're watching this as it goes away, and you realize, that, you know, the desert's a lot hotter now. Why? Because the cloud, amen, was sitting there keeping those harmful rays off of you. Amen. You thought, well, in the morning I'm going to get up and I'm going to go get my manners. I didn't know. You didn't realize the cloud was giving you all of that. Amen. And you, you thought, well, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to find me a rock to get some water out of. You didn't realize the cloud was giving you all of that. Come on, somebody. Amen. But when the word goes forth, you move with the word. When the word speaks, you go with the word. Why? Because there's water in there. 
There's food in there. There's protection in there. There's mercy in there. There's grace in there. There's healing in there. There's deliverance in there. God's in there. I'm going with the word. Hallelujah. When I look and sickness is trying to press in, I'm pressing into the word. I'm under the cloud. Amen. You can make fun of the cloud all you want to make fun of the cloud. You realize we're really quick. You know what? There was some protection under there I miss now. It's a little hotter than it used to be. I ain't getting quite as much food as I used to get. Not getting much water as a nourishment and things that I used to get. What's happened? The clouds moved. Amen. Mercy. So he says, let's go over to the other side. It was just as if, as he did to there to the children of Israel, I'm going to take you out of a land, I'm going to take you into a land. Let's go over to the other side. I've already got a land prepared for you. Oh, hallelujah. So let's go on over to the other side. Amen. Let's walk over. We might be over here in cancer, over here in sugar diabetes, over here in doubts, over here in fear. Oh, let's go on over to the other side. Because on the other side is full deliverance. On the other side, there's enough power that'll deliver a man possessed with thousands of demons. Pass on over to the other side. When they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in his ship. And there also were other, him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and waves beat into the ship, so it's now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awaked him and said, awakened him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose. He arose. And he rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Let God arise, and the enemies be scattered. Let God arise, and cancer have to bow down to him. Let God arise, and depression have to fall away. Let God arise, and peace be still. The man said, I can imagine how he felt. He'd had a great day, tired, been speaking all that day, teaching the parables. He's exhausted mentally, physically, in every kind of way because his flesh was a man. He got tired as a man. He got sleepy as a man. That's why it makes him such a great God because he knows what it's like to feel how we feel. <laughs> he knows what it's like to come out of a great, amen, meeting and how things are wonderful and go back home again. Yes. Amen. And have issues and things arise and you don't feel all the hype and the things that went on and you feel so wore out and tired sometimes. He knows all about it. Yes. That's what makes him great. Amen. He don't just tell you that he knows. He knows what you know. It's kind of like this. And, and I say this very tenderly. Because every word, it does, it does mean a lot. But 
you know, people want to give you their sympathy when you've lost a loved one. But unless they've really been through it, they don't know how it feels. They try to support. They try to do all they can. And that's wonderful and thankful for everyone. But when somebody comes to you and they've suffered great loss and they've been down that same road, they know what that's like to be walking in the shoes you're walking in. And they know what it feels like. They know the loneliness and the things you're going through and the miss and, and all the problems and situations that arise that you, the other folks don't, hadn't even thought about. They've never been there. But listen, this is God. He knows what it's like. He's been there. He's been through depression. He's been through anxiety. Come on, somebody. That ought to make you shout when you know your God's been there. He's been through sicknesses. He's been through strife. He's been through arguments. He's been through church troubles. He's been through it all. Here he is laying in a boat. Had a great day of healing the sick and teaching his physical strength. Remember, he was just a man in flesh. But in spirit, he was God. All the Godhead dwelt in that body. Therefore, his body was human and was subject to temptations, subject to sicknesses, just the same as ours. So he knew what it's like to have a headache. He knew what it was like for your neck to ache. He knew what it was like to have back problems. He knew what all these things were like. He was a human, a man, but then in the spirit, he was God. I and my father are one. My father dwelleth in me. When John baptized him on the river Jordan, we see God descending from heaven like a dove, and the voice said, this is my beloved son in whom I am pleased to dwell in. I'm pleased to dwell in. So God dwelt in Christ. And in him was the fullness of the Godhead bodily, God expressing himself through Jesus. Jesus was the very vindication of God. God being a man, though, or Jesus being a man physically, was tired and weary. Virtue was gone. You say, well, how, how could it be God and be a man? There's the mystery. Man dwelling in God, God dwelling in man. Same as today, the Mystery of Christ revealed. But you see, we find him back there resting, knowing there was another day ahead of him. Going to meet this maniac. Been cutting himself and living out among the devils. I believe he knew all about it. The father had sent him over there to take care of it. But now he's tired and weary, and he goes back, and he takes his opportunity for a little rest. Oh, crossing the seas, head on a pillow. Don't look much like God resting there. Disciples said, you know, well, our, our day's journey is about over. I work for him. Now we can take up our regular tasks. Let's just start pulling the boat. Let's just put our hands to the oars and start pulling the boat. Brother Branham said, it's just about like a bunch of disciples today. After revival is over, you know, you might as well just settle in and, you know, we're just gleaning from it and, and, you know, each man back to his own church and take up his own job again, just pulling at the boat. 
Amen. We find that's what they did while Jesus was taking his rest. And they begin to talk about the things they had saw and how great he was and how wonderful the miracles and signs and things that had taken place. I mean, they saw some incredible things. They saw blind eyes be brought back to sight again. They saw deaf ears uh, hear again. They, they saw the dumb speak. They saw the epilepsy boy that was being thrown in the fire be delivered. They saw some great things. Surely this must be the Messiah. Has to be. They begin to talk to others that wasn't even in their group. And, and they find that others thought, well, surely there's no man can do this but God. It, it has to be. And then they'd find others that, well, he's a Beelzebub. He's a fortune teller. He, he, he's nobody. He's a liar. He makes up stories. He exaggerates the truth. They saw him cleanse the leper. They saw him raise the dead. They saw him feed 5,000 with five loaves and two fishes. I read what Brother Brown talked about. He said there was somebody that tried to say, well, you don't know how they used to make loaves back then. It was a big loaves. He said, well, I'm here to tell you a boy brought him in his lunch. A little boy brought him in his lunch. And you're trying to tell me that these were five loaves big enough to feed 5,000? Some lunchbox. <laughs> Amen. Could you imagine that little boy at school? Here comes Johnny in his lunchbox again. Feed 5,000. No, it's five little loaves of bread and two little fish. And they saw the very creator of God tear it off. Put it in a basket. And there's another piece back there again. Not raw, not alive, but dead and cooked and seasoned. He pull it off and there's another piece again. Pull it off and there's enough to feed 5,000 plus. And have 12 baskets left over. That's a big lunch box. <laughs> Amen. And here they were. They saw all these things. They saw him fall in the service and, and heal a little woman sitting right up there. And her run around the church and the next day she goes and, and there's no cancer anymore. They had saw with their own eyes a little bald-headed girl coming to a prayer line with some little pins and say, I'm going to wear these. And today as they got on the boat, she got full wasted, waist-length hair. No doubt got a closet full of bobby pins and bricks. I mean, I would. God did that for me and I was a girl. I'd have all kinds of them. Amen. They had saw it with their own eyes. They had saw a little boy who couldn't walk. March around the house and give praise to God. They saw God who had come on the scene and healed brain bleeds. They saw God do miraculous things. And here they are just rowing the boat. It's Wednesday night again. I got to go row the boat. It's my, I got to get in my position to row the boat. And they'd heard though. They'd heard, well, you know, that wasn't alopecia. 
That, that, was, that had to be something else there. You make out whatever excuse you want to call it, and you can call it whatever you want to call it. All I know is once a girl was bald-headed, and now she's got a full head of hair. And the doctor said there wasn't nothing he could do about it. So call it what you want to, critic. I call it God. Amen. They can make up all kinds of things. They can deny all they want to deny. You'll find anybody to say anything. Have any, I mean, good, good lands. Just, you, you put something out somewhere, you know, you, you can't ever get 100 people to agree. It, it can't only get 10 to agree anymore. They've seen all these things take place. And they begin to think about all the negative things around him and think about that. And he said, Brother Random said, but you know, there was this young John there on the boat. His heart was maybe not so scarred with so much theology. No doubt as he screamed out. He said, think of it. Right here in the ship is the one who did all of that. Think about it right here in this service is the one who healed cancer. Is the one who brought hair back. Is the one, oh hallelujah, think about who's here. Don't let the waves and the wind distract you from who's here. He hasn't left the ship. Right here in the ship is the one that had been identified as Jehovah, by Jehovah's word to be the Messiah and whom he's well pleased. He's right here. What a secured feeling I have tonight. He said, oh, if we tonight could only catch that vision he caught. That the very Jehovah that made the heavens and the, you got your joy shoes on. The very Jehovah that made the heavens and the earth is right in this little vessel of ours while we're sailing through life's solemn main. For the Holy Ghost is Jehovah in spirit form and he is with us even in us. Oh, hallelujah. Then God, all that God was important to Christ and all that Christ was important to this church and invited it on the day of Pentecost. That pillar of fire came down and busted itself up, the Shekinah glory, and put it into different ones. Tongues of fires was seen upon each of one of them, the Holy Spirit, identifying himself again in human beings. Talk about amazing grace. What a security that is. To know that if you have the Holy Ghost, he's in your ship. Oh, come on now. Do we got anybody in the, with the Holy Ghost in here tonight? What a security it is to know if you have the Holy Ghost, he's in your ship. And not only is he in your ship, he's never going to get out of your ship. There's not a wave high enough. There's not a storm too great that's going to make him abandon the ship. There's not a cancer bad enough. There's not a, there's not a sickness hard enough. There's not a battle too hard or too many devils that's going to make him jump off the ship. No, he has put himself there and he's tied himself to it. Oh my. The one... 
who can perform any miracle, can do anything, is in our little boat. Oh, my. Same as he was then, so is he is now. What a feeling of security while sailing through troubled waters. What a feeling it is to know just because Brother Ron has cancer doesn't mean Jesus left the boat. No, he promised he wouldn't. Matter of fact, he promised him, he said, if you'll trust me, I'll use you like never before. And we can all say he has. I tell you what, if you're ever having a bad day, just go tune into one of his sermons. That'll cause you to pick yourself up by the bootstraps and kick yourself in the hind end and get going. Because you're not going to let somebody with stage four cancer outpraise you. Why would we with a well body let somebody like that outpraise us? That's what he said. I'm using his own words. Amen. There ought to be something within you when you see a man in that condition. Say, if he can do that in his condition, what can I do in my condition? What can I do with a full with a full healthy lungs and a healthy body? Ain't battling blood sugar and this, that, and the other, and blood clots. And he's still out there saying, God's able. He's here. Don't give up. Keep pressing the battle. How dare us stand on the backside and say, I give up. I walk, I'm not giving up. If God be for us, who can be against us? He's still on the ship. I'm going to tell you right now, he's proved it more to me that he's on the ship in these last few months I've lived in than any time in my life. Well, what about when your mother was healed? And we rejoiced about it, didn't that? Yeah, that proved But when I can go through storms... And I know he's still there. And he's moving even when I can't see him working, he's working. Even when I can't feel him, he's still working. These disciples discussing what they had saw and all of a sudden trouble rose. He said, that's Satan. He ain't going to let you rest very long. (laughs) Maybe you find yourself resting tonight. Don't worry, it's not going to last very long. Unless you're on the wrong side, maybe. But if you're on the side of the I am, he's not going to let you rest very long. Somebody said it like this, said you're either in a, tri- in a trial right now, or you're just coming out of one, or you're about to go in another. Woo! <laughs> But then trouble rose. The ship began to rock. The sails blew off. The oars broke. Water filled up the boat. Trouble is at hand. And it happened so suddenly. All hopes of survival was gone. Doctor said there's no way you're going to make it. Though they had seen him do all those things, still trouble struck. And he said, many times when that happens, that's when you forget what he's done and who he is 
and he's in your ship. They had just been talking about him. They had just been expressing their love and appreciation and how, and all of a sudden, we're drowning! We're dying! Have you looked at Fox News? COVID is killing everybody. We're never going to win anymore. It's all rigged. Well, yeah, it's, it's rigged all right. We're going to win. We're getting out of here. That's the rigged I'm worried about. I ain't worried about the rigging of Republicans versus Democrats. All I know is I've read the book of the back of the book and it's already been written. I'm going to be seen over there. I'm going to be there. Amen. Dressed in white, praising the Lamb of God and worshiping Him with all my heart, singing a song unto Him that the angels cannot sing. He said, he said, that's about the attitude of people. We come to church, shout, praise God, and our brothers so forth speak the word. We can hear the promises. We praise God for what he's done. Listen to the testimonies of one saying, I once was blind, but now I see. Doctor gave me up for cancer two weeks or two days or something like that. There's one, now there's no, not even one speck of cancer. It's been a long time ago. They can't find it no more. I, I laid bound up in the wheelchair, paralyzed. I walk as good as we hear all those testimonies, but let it strike our little house. And we forget about all that glory we've been enjoying and all those great things because it's us now. But those things happen for a purpose. They happen to try you. Trouble that we can't remedy seems like the doctors can't remedy. There's nothing. It tries to pull our sails away. It breaks our oars. It fills our ships up. Satan was determined to destroy them. And he's also determined, don't think he's not. He is determined to try to destroy you. Every time he gets a chance, here he comes. As a prophet of God's word, every time he gets a chance, here he comes. Or you go to the doctor and he'll say, There's nothing you can do, it's advanced. You haven't got nothing for a nervous breakdown? No. We don't have nothing for mental trouble? No. Arthritis? No. Leukemia? No. But when you're in the middle of trouble, he says, this is the time to look back and say, hasn't he healed leukemia before? Hasn't he healed cancer before? Hasn't he saved before? Hasn't he kept his word before? Amen, don't get in trouble and forget what he's done and who he is and where he is. When trouble comes in, you can't find a remedy. That's when fear sets in. That's what even COVID was really about. We felt like, you know, people, they put out, there's, there's no remedy. They're trying to fight this and find this and they find this would work for a little bit. And fear was moving and fear, 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 fear. Fear comes with this thing. Oh, I know some people try to hide from it. Still do. I'm just going to be straight up honest. They, they, apparently, the COVID does not go to Walmart, but it goes to church. Amen. They're hiding from it. Well, I can't be in a big gathering. Well, stay out of Walmart. 
Stay out of the ball games. <laughs> Amen. But hey, what is it? Fear. Ain't it funny? Fear tries to keep you from the very place you can receive the most help. Amen. But he's in the ship. Who is? This is him. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It still just takes this. This is the remedy. If the doctors can't find the remedy, this is the remedy. Hello, somebody. Even if the doctors have done all they can do, this is the remedy. Amen. When, when, no matter what situation, it's the, listen, it's the cure for every cancer. Can I wave it up? They say, I ain't got a cure. This is still the cure. Amen. It's the cure for every ailment. It's a cure for every disease. It's a cure for every sin. It's a cure for every devil. It's a cure for every tormenting spirit. It's a cure for every spirit of depression. It's a cure for everything the devil can ever throw at a believer. You already have the answer. We heard it Sunday. We have the devil's answer. Oh, my God. Let me me just wave this in the face of cancer right now. He's the Lord God that heals all diseases. By his stripes, Ron Spencer is healed. Let God arise and the enemies be scattered. Hallelujah. God is looking for a people that will call him up out of history and say, God, we need you today. Is there such a people in the building tonight and say, I need that God tonight. I need him out of history. I need him over here on my page. I need him in my book. I need him in my life. I need that same yesterday, today, and forever for Timothy Pruitt. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, if you need him, if I was you right now, I'd start calling him. Amen. It don't, it don't matter what time the service is. When you need Jesus, it's time you call him. If you want him to move on your behalf, I wouldn't wait till another service. I wouldn't wait till a special time in the service. And when I need Jesus, I'd start calling on Jesus. Amen. You think blind Bartimaeus would have got his visitation if he had just sat there and waited for a better day, waited for a better service, waited for a better time? No, but he heard a sound coming. And he said, who is that? He said, that's Jesus of Nazareth. He said, the same Jesus that gave eyes to this blind over here? Yes. The same one that healed the leopard? Yes. The same one that raised the dead? Yes. Jesus! Jesus! Oh, let God arise. <laughs> Bring it on down. Where's God at today? He's not bobbing out in a little wooden boat somewhere. He's in a fleshly boat. 
He's in us. Brother Brown would say it like this. He said, do you realize you're closer to him today than they was then? I don't know how long that boat was. But Brother Andrew, maybe, maybe John was sitting about here to you from, from Jesus. Jesus back there laying asleep. And you're closer today than he was. Maybe, maybe you happen to be right next to him. Maybe you got to get a seat right next to where he laid down. And yet you're still closer to him than he was. Because he's not just with you. He's in you. He's not just with you. He's in you. He's not just in your car sitting on the seat somewhere. He's in your car. He's in your vessel. He's in your life. Amen. And sometimes these brother would say, we've allowed him to go to sleep. But he hadn't left the boat. This is not a Holy Ghost that comes and goes and comes and goes and comes. He said, no, you're sealed until the day of your redemption. So until the day that this body is fully redeemed, he's in this boat. So let God arise. Hello? Let God arise. Where is he going to rise from? Over there, sitting over there? Where is he going to rise from? He's going to rise from hearts and lives of men and women filled with the Holy Ghost. To the devil, you come far enough. I'm done dealing with you, devil. You've come far enough. You've taken enough health. You've caused enough problems. You've caused enough strife. You've caused enough. Peace be still. Hey, there's the power of resurrection in voices of men and women today. It's the same power that said, Lazarus, come forth. And it happened. He said that same spirit is on the inside of you. He said that's deity on the inside of you. And when you speak, it's the same as deity speaking. When you speak his word, his will. Time we quit speaking our doubts, the frustrations and our worries. This more brother Timothy, the ship's bobbing up and down. He's still in the ship. There's problems on every side. It's dark. He's still in the ship. There's situations all around us. Where it feels like we're about to sink. He's still in the ship. Amen. Disciples found themselves at the end. Could you imagine that little boat? I've been out on Lake Claiborne. And it got bad enough, it scared me out on Lake Claiborne. I've been out in the sound over there on the Washington side. But James Lay, I still ain't got over there. <laughs> Thought it was pretty cool. 
bounces up and down on this little boat going across the sound. We'd go in across, it wasn't so bad. Coming back, it was way worse. Got my wife on another bigger boat, and me and Brother James by ourselves were trying to get across on this little boat. Our boat was completely disappearing and going out of sight. That first wave crashed over that bow. I was like, woo-hoo! Next wave crashed over the bow. I was like, oh, my! Help! Where's my life jacket? I can imagine what these men felt like. We're dying. We're perishing. Cancer is taking over. Sugar diabetes is about to kill me. Depression is about to overtake me. I'm about to take my life. Things are going on all around me. All of one of them, them say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's dawned on me. The one we've been talking about is right here. It dawned on me this morning. The one we have seen, the one we have witnessed, the one we have witnessed the miracles has not left us. He's with us, even in us to the end of the world. Wait a minute, devil. Your time is over. Hallelujah. Let the voice of resurrection speak. Let the life of God come out and speak the words of God right now. Hallelujah. He is here. He is here. His word says he is. I say with all my heart, let God arise. Let him come out of our innermost spirit and say, devil, you come far enough. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, is there somebody here that wants to let their voice speak? Say, God, anoint me. Speak into those realms, Lord. Speak into those realms where all things are possible. Amen. We have a key here. We've been anointed to speak. We've been given the authority to speak. That voice spoke to me this morning and said, let God arise. It's time we let him out of our box. It's time we let him out of our creeds. It's time we let him out of our dogmas. Our ideas and what we think it ought to be and how we think it. Say, God, do what you do. Oh, miracle worker. Oh, way maker. Promise keeper. You're here with us, even in us. Lord, I may not have seen you working, but you're still working. I may not have felt you working, but you're still working. Oh, his foot is coming to the brow of the boat. Oh, hallelujah. The storm is about over. Oh, glory to God. It's been a storm in Laodicea. Laodicea storming on every side. Amen, my brother Adam said that old ship of Zion, she has set her sail to the other side. There's no way too tall. There's no storm too bad. She's going to make it. She's going to make it. She's going to make it. Hallelujah. I have already made it. I have been seen rejoicing over the things of God. 
Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord tonight. Lift your voices to him, your hands to him. Call Jesus on the scene. Call Jesus on the scene. Oh, he said the works that I do shall ye do also. Let's go wake him. Let's go call on him. Let's call him on the scene. Saying, God, move right now. Oh, my, I want somebody right now to put the words of Ron Spencer on your lips and go to speaking in the other rounds. Hallelujah. Say, devil, you come far enough. There's a bride here on this earth. Jesus in Christ's form again. And we resist you in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, when we resist, you shall flee. They'll come at you one way, but they'll flee a thousand ways. And the voice of rejoicing shall be in your land. Hallelujah! Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Call Jesus on the scene. Whatever you have need of tonight, call him. Don't let him pass you by. Maybe you're like blind Bartimaeus. You need that same yesterday, today, and forever. You need that word revealed unto you. He's right here not by intellectual conception, but he's here by spiritual revelation. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We worship the invisible God who has been made manifest among us. Hallelujah. Oh, the pillar of fire is now settling upon you. That cloud that followed, that, that led the children of Israel, that fire is even in the building tonight. Let it settle over us tonight to realize he's still here with us. He ain't left us. Where he's went, we went. What he's moving, we're moving. What he's doing, we're doing. What he's saying, we're saying. Oh, hallelujah. The same invisible God identified himself here tonight. Jeremiah one day faced a terrible time, fear on every side, tried to hold his mouth, tried to keep himself silent. He said, I I wasn't going to speak it, but his word was like fire shut up in my bones. I wasn't going to halt it no more. I wasn't going to say I couldn't, I couldn't keep it back because it was burning on the inside of me. And I was weary with forbearing and I couldn't stay where I was at no more. And I heard of the defaming, the fear of many. I heard the reports of the others. But the Lord, the Lord. he is with me as a mighty terrible one. You know what a mighty terrible one? It's a dreaded champion. Oh, Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I was reading a story the other day about Andre the Giant. He was a wrestling guy, but he was a huge fella. But they say he was a gentleman. One day he was in this plane, I think a hotel room or something, or a lobby area with some people gathered around. And some guy decided they want to pick a fight. See if he was really what he, would, thought, he, what they, what he thought he was, you know, if they put him out there on the wrestling scene. But he, he was a giant man, I don't know, over seven foot tall. Who knows how many pounds? Big old giant fella. Head probably about that big. Ain't a fellow I'd want to go decide I want to see if he's what he thinks he is. 
They said they kept pushing at him and poking at him and making fun of him and calling him all kind of names. And he just ignored him for a little while. Just ignored him for a little while. But you could see it was starting to get on him. And after a minute, he had enough. He grabbed a chair and he chased them boys out of the building. So they went out there and they grabbed their vehicles. They jumped in their vehicles, going to take off. He grabbed that vehicle and he flipped it over on his side. See, one thing you don't want to mess with is a giant. And one thing you don't want to mess with, Satan, is this dreaded champion. As we heard Sunday morning, Satan, be careful. Oh, hallelujah. But the thing about it is, the devil don't realize something. He's looking for the man Jesus. He's looking for God. He's looking for some great. But all of a sudden, he comes up to a little teenager, and he starts poking him. Starts making fun of him. Starts saying this and that about him. And about that time, that teenager turns around and says, Devil, I resist you in the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. And the next thing you know, Satan's kingdom is stumbling over and over. Oh, come on, somebody. Woo! I say cancer. You've been poking long enough. You poke and you prod it and you poke and you'll prod it. But you have awakened a sleeping giant. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Oh, it's a mighty God and fail. Right now, I want you as one body. Lift up your hands. Surrender every thought. Surrender everything to him right now. Ron Spencer right now is in the ER. They don't know what's going on with him. That cancer's been poking and prodding and poking and prodding. But as that brother Brandon would say, he said, I send this prayer as a target. I aim this target right at that cancer. I'm zeroing in on that cancer. I'm zeroing in on that demon of hell. Who is this that defies the armies of the living God? Oh, hallelujah. Satan, you've come and you've poked and you've prodded and you've made his life miserable. You've caused the sugar to go this way and that way. You've caused heart problems. You've caused lung problems. You've caused every kind of thing. But we come against you in the name of Jesus Christ and we hold the sword of the Lord in front of us and we're gonna cut back every devil of hell. Satan, take your hands off of God's property in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of Almighty God. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. He sent forth his word and he healed their diseases. Oh, I... But the Lord, the Lord is on our side. The Lord is with me, a mighty, terrible one, a dreaded champion. Therefore, my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not prevail. They shall be ashamed, for they shall not prosper. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let me read that one more time. Let me read that one more time. Our beginning scripture. Smoke being driven away. The wax being melted before the fire. The wicked perishing in the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. And let them rejoice before God. Let them exceedingly rejoice. Sing unto God. Sing praises to his name. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by the name of Jehovah. And rejoice. For he will perform what he said he would do. Hallelujah. Oh, is there rejoicing in your heart tonight? Now as we have prayed for him, we have asked for it, and we believe for it. Now let's rejoice for it and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You are the healer. You're the mighty God. You're the everlasting Father. You're our God. You're our Savior. You still heal cancer. You still heal sugar diabetes. You still heal. You still deliver. You still set free. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, is there a voice of thanksgiving in the building tonight? Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Oh yeah. I worship you. I worship you, Lord. I worship you. You are. 